Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war What if I were to tell you that there's an ancient mystery out of Mesopotamia, that there was a goddess named Enchantress, or Rainbow Ishtar is also another name, that blurred the distinction between a man and a woman, and that this goddess has rainbow eyes and is stretched across the sky? What would we expect to see? What would we expect to see around us? Now, I've brought in my friend, fellow whistleblower, and sister in Christ, April Moss, to join me in this conversation. This marks the beginning of June, and we're going to get into that, what these return of the gods as Jonathan Kahn outlines in his book. And we are going to talk about how the Lord moves in our life and how to be discerning of the spirit. But right now, let me welcome my good friend, April Moss. Jody, thank you so much for the invite today. It's just such an honor to join you. Yes, girl. And it's interesting how the Lord uh, works this out because I was going to talk about another topic. Um, but, you know, being sensitive to the spirit um, that leads us, I think, is just really big these days. You know, when many people recognize that we're in a war of good versus evil. And so that means that there are spirits out there. Right. And it's like, you know, we have the spirit of confusion and the spirit of anger. Um, but we also have the spirit of of God uh, that hopefully lies within us and, and guides our steps. Yes. And so, yes. April, we talked a little bit. Um, we've talked a little bit in the past because you are one of my um, spiritual sisters that I reach out to in, in times of, um, you know, needing, needing direction, right. You, you've been in this fight a little bit longer than I have. Um, and, and we know how many peaks and valleys we go through. And so, you know, tell me what your thoughts are on, um, hearing this, that there is possibly, I mean, I think it's true, but all of these gods, these ancient spirits that seem to have blanketed this earth over the last three years. Yes. Well, we know, uh, Jody, that we do not war against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. 
you know, that's what Ephesians 6, 12 talks about. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And we've seen wickedness, which has always been there in the world, but it's really through this great awakening that so many of us are on, it's really come front and center where we have to make a very serious decision of whose side we are on. Are we going to be on the world's side and, um, you know, perhaps do what might be politically correct or, um, empathetic to certain groups, or are we going to stand firm in the word of God and on truth and speak truth in love? And you and I have had to make those decisions. And, um, I think we, as, as much as it's been a roller coaster, um, ride (laughs) emotionally and, and physically and all of it, uh, through making those hard decisions that we made, uh, we would never change it for the world. We were really proud that we um, had the Lord's blessing to have the courage uh, to be whistleblowers in the time that we did and in the capacity that we were able to do that. And I'm really excited to dive into the scriptures today with you. I think this is going to be a profound discussion. Yeah, definitely. Um, seeing as as much as you know, we both felt compelled to do this and and discuss it, and for you to be available because I know that you're so busy as well. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. You know, um, Jonathan Kahn uh, has this that book out, Return of the Gods, and he talks about the spirits returning back to our culture. And whenever I talk about this, which has been pretty often on my shows of late. Um, I, I like to bring people back to when Jesus was here on earth and, you know, and he gave the power to his disciples when he went up to be with the father to go out and cast out demons. And, you know, at that time, historically speaking, um, the the gods, right? People were bowing down to the altar of Baal. They were bowing down to these gods. And, you know, what the disciples had the power to do was to cast out um, these demons in Jesus's name. And so um, many different sermons I've listened to talks about the that being the greatest um, mass exorcism that this world has ever seen. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about like how the gods have returned back into our culture, you know, um, we talk about, you know, the, the Lord being removed, um, from prayer in the classroom back in the sixties mm-hmm. and then the, um, the abortion, right. That, you know, mm-hmm. people had all these abortions, Um, and they, and they did it, you know, people think like, oh, that wasn't, I didn't, you know, abort my baby, you know, by following the spirit of evil. I aborted my baby because I wasn't ready yet, or I didn't have a father or, you know, uh, it wasn't good for my career. And so I like to tell people that, you know, we had done that. I I have had Mm -hmm. abortions too in my life. Mm -hmm. And I did that at the time because I didn't feel like I was prepared. I didn't feel like I could handle it. And so I didn't look to God to, 
you know, to guide me and, you know, to accept the blessing that was in my belly. Mm -hmm. I I did away with it because I didn't think I was equipped at the time. Mm -hmm. And so my God was like the God of freedom or, you know, the God of comfort, right? Because I didn't want to be uncomfortable. I didn't want to have to change my life that much. I already had a baby at 16, you know? And so, you know, I think, I think what you mean is like convenience, convenience. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was convenient. And so this is, you know, over the last three years, we have just seen how the rainbow, you know, has just been, you know, taken away from the word of God and given to these spirits that blur the line between a man and a woman. And, and when I asked in the beginning of this, what would we expect to see in the culture if this God did return? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we would expect to see mass confusion. Yeah. Right. We would expect to see our children, you know, um, we're naturally growing up, you know, if you're a tomboy or, you know, maybe you don't have like, you know, feminine features or something like that, you know, we we've all gone through and been like, Oh, I should have been a boy or I should have been a girl. Mm -hmm. Right. And now we are just driving that into our culture with our children, you know, having the drag queen story hour, um, going out and celebrating this, month of June as pride month. Yep. And so, and so when we look back at, you know, when I talked about this goddess of enchantress, um, who turned men into women and women into man, men, this all of this all happened during the summer solstice and the summer solstice happens in June. Yep. It's not a coincidence. No, it's, it's not. And the, and the more we get into the word of God, the more we realize um, that these spirits are leading us, you know, everybody feels this mm-hmm. heaviness. Everybody is, you know, most people are worried about the children and, mm-hmm. and stepping up, but, you know, Jonathan Khan in the return of the gods, he talks about like three Supreme court rulings that happened in the month of June that really revolutionized our culture. And that was June 26, 2003, when we legalized altered sexuality and made, you know, gay um, interactions legal in all 50 states. Then June 26, 2013, uh, we struck down the Defense of Marriage Act. June 26, 2015, we struck down marriage as we have known it, the historical definition. And and we look at that and we're like, oh my gosh, like why is all this stuff happening in the month of June? And and what should we be doing now as believers of the word um, to combat that? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we know that as long as we're on earth, we're always going to be up against this fight between good and evil. And I think that what we've seen um, just in the last couple of years where parents who used to just blindly send their kids to public school and think, you know, oh, they're having the same education that I had when, you know, 25 years prior, Um, you know, we're not living in that day anymore. And so many people have woken up now to 
um, this evil satanic agenda that has invaded our school systems. And now we see it invading, you know, through ESG scores uh, with pressure from with uh, BlackRock and Vanguard to comply with this completely satanic agenda to force it down people's throats um, that goes against uh, number one, truth, and number two, biblical values. Um, But, you know, people in this day, the vast majority are so awake to what's happening that they've really gone on the offense with this. And it's why you're seeing, you know, huge boycotts of Target and, um, you know, people are not going to stand by and just allow this to happen anymore. Where I think that, you know, 10 years ago, many of us had no idea about the symbolism that we now know about with the occult and, you know, the Hollywood uh, Illuminati and those types of things. Now people are onto it. They're aware of it. And I mean, Jody, you can't walk, you can't walk anywhere in a, in a shopping mall or drive down a freeway without seeing an advertisement uh, where someone has one eye closed or there's something covering, you know, another person's eye, all of the symbolism that we lived with through our whole lives, we didn't even realize or notice. And now we're, we're awake and aware. And I think that that's just, that's part of it. We have, we can't um, sit back and idly sit by and allow these things to happen. We are called to be salt and light and, uh, that means that we need to be salty, right? As Christians, um, followers of Jesus. And that right. means that it's not going to be palatable for everybody, uh, but that's okay because we weren't called to be the world's friend. We were called to to follow Christ. Right. And his teaching of, mm-hmm. you know, I am the truth, the life and the way, right? And yes. and we're when we're standing on the side of the truth, we need to be bold in that. We, we, we cannot, we cannot bow down to understanding what is happening in our society. You know, Rabbi, um, Rabbi Kurt Schneider of discovering the Jewish Jesus, you know, he has this movement to take the rainbow back and, you know, um, talks about how the enemy has weaponized empathy. Mm-hmm. Like empathy is being used to send people down the depths of darkness, right? It, it's unhealthy what we're doing. It's unhealthy what we're doing to our children. You know, it's like we have this gay pride month, but do we have family pride month? Do we have teacher pride month? You know? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and just that, that very word pride, right? I mean, Satan... Satan was prideful. It's why what got him kicked out of heaven. So in every way, it's just such an attack on the truth of God and his nature. Um, You know, where, where God said in Genesis nine, verse 16, that whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, he will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between him and every living creature of every kind that is on the earth. And you know, I listened to a sermon, gosh, when I first got saved, you know, almost 20 years ago, and I'll never forget it because the pastor brought up, he said, it, it, it the rainbow was for God. The rainbow was for God to remember his promises to us, you know? And so the fact that they've 
twist it and distort it, which is exactly what Satan does. He twists and distorts and confuses to take that symbolism and then to name it pride is just, um, you know, it's such an attack on, on the Lord, but you know, Jody, you and I both know the Lord, the Lord gets the final say, we know that he already gets the victory. Um, and it's our job here on this earth to continue to call out truth. Right. And, and to be bold in that, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I, there, we, we both, you know, we're around the same age, um, you know, five, 10 years, maybe separates us, but Mm -hmm. we remember a time when, you know, men dressed as women and women dressed as men, and we call them transvestites, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the league. That's the word that we always used. And now they've taken that word away and, and saying it's transgender as if somebody can possibly um, mutilate themselves to a point that they will live as a woman and a man. And, and that that's just simply not true. I mean, you know, the intelligent design has been built into creation, you know, Uh, it's like our immune system, you know, when our, our body encounters some type of pathogen, there's antibodies that that go off and and fight that, you know, Um, it's just, you know, it's like nature, birds fly south, if they started flying north, we wouldn't have birds anymore. Right. Right. You know, and we talked about, um, you know, same sex. We know that's not natural because the Lord tells us to be fruitful and multiply. Exactly. Well, and I think it's really important to to notice too. And I, I noticed this when I lived in Michigan and there was um, a lot of controversy, controversy several years ago when, in Detroit, the Church of Satan wanted to put in an install in down in uh, downtown Detroit, a statue of Baphomet, you know, the goat head. Mm-hmm. And it's a tran if you look at what the statue of Baphomet is, it's a hideous, ugly, repulsive statue with it's transgender, though it has breasts like a female. It has animal, uh, an animal face and animal hooves, and it has a boy and a girl on either side of it. And it's um, very, I mean, that image in itself is extremely disturbing. And and a lot of people were complaining and trying to uh, make sure that that statue did not get placed into Detroit. And it, it's still, it is there today, unfortunately. Um but you look at Baphomet, that is the statue of Satan. It's a transgender partial animal mm-hmm. uh, form. And what what is this entire transgender movement doing? Well, it's confusing children at a very young age. And I would argue confusing parents, parents who, you know, haven't been brought up in the church, don't know the Lord, um, and have been indoctrinated by the ways of this world they don't know truth. And so they've bought into the lie that they need to um, be empathetic to their three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old. I mean, Jody, you and I are parents. We, we know that young kids, they don't, they say things they don't know or understand, or they, they say things all the time when they're little like that. It doesn't mean that you, um, all of a sudden adopt it and say, oh yes, like they were born in the wrong body. And now I need to, make sure that I transition them. Um, 
that this is absolutely orchestrated by the devil himself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have families now, you know, that they do their their um, baby showers and they, they don't even want to talk about what gender it is because they want the child to decide what mm-hmm. their gender is, you know, at, at a young age, two, three, four years old. Mm-hmm. In schools, we, we've pushed this on society so much that it's becoming normal and okay that there's bills being passed that teachers you know, um, are pushing this on the students and they're Mm -hmm. talking about um, the transgender and that you may not be a woman, even though you were born as a woman and that counselors won't even be able to go to parents or counselors are not going to parents saying that the the child came into their office to talk to them about that. Mm -hmm. It's like, we've got behind this LGBTQ um, movement so much that, you know, people have been absolutely weaponized with empathy to accept this. And I don't know if you've ever been to uh, a gay pride parade, but I remember going to my first one in Chicago, um, gosh, late 90s, maybe. Um, and, And just being there and just being so disgusted at what I was surrounding myself with, because Mm -hmm. it's not this movement of love and a man, you know, same sex are walking with their children and, you know, talking about how much they love their family and they adopted the child and all this. I mean, it is absolutely repulsive behavior. Yeah. That had that that goes on. And in many, you know, people that are gay that I know, they they don't even go to this and support it. So how has it how has it, you know, gotten so much ingrained into our culture where you have Target and Bud Light losing billions of dollars, but now they're doubling down. Right. And they're right. pushing it. You know, it kind of reminds me of what happened in the hospital where I'm I'm thinking to myself, okay, we shut down surgeries, which is the biggest moneymaker. We have allowed, you know, experienced staff to leave. And we're allowing new grads to to run the hospital. I mean, how how is this even how is this not insane to most people? But then we realize how much money the government actually gave the hospitals for them to carry this out. And so you wonder, you know, what what are they doing to these organizations or these conglomerates um, to say, no, keep pushing it, keep pushing it harder? Yeah, you know, and I think we have to also bring up the fact that this is a very Marxist agenda that has that has infiltrated America. You look at other countries who are very um, traditionalist, right, with a man and a woman. Uh, that's the only true union of marriage. They're very anti-homosexuality. And um they're not allowing this type of Marxism into their countries. You know, this is coming from China. This is coming from a, a lot of other uh, avenues and, and ultimately with, with the purpose to take down America and bring a lot of confusion. And you're right with the, with when it goes to hospitals, in fact, speaking on that note, I just interviewed a woman from Kentucky who has a daughter who is uh, down syndrome and her daughter needed surgery. And she brought her to the hospital for her surgery. And as they're wheeling her daughter back 
on the hospital bed to the surgery operating room, a hospital staff member approaches the mother and says, uh, is your, is your child a, a girl, a female? And she says, well, of course she is, you know? And she says, well, does she still want to be? And started asking her a series of questions. And when the mother said, I don't, I don't need to answer these questions. I, I don't feel comfortable with you asking me these questions. Wh- why are you even asking me these questions? The person at the hospital said that um, it was, there was a federal mandate that they, that they had to, they were required to answer those, that to ask those questions of her. Now I've since done some digging and found out there is no federal mandate. Uh, I believe that hospital staff member lied to this woman, but this is the mentality that has so infiltrated every aspect of our life that when we go to the hospital now, hospital staff members are asking people whether they still want to stay the the gender that they are. Right. It's the same as what was happening in the hospital asking, oh, have you been vaccinated? Knowing that it wasn't working and it was never intended Mm -hmm. to prevent infection or transmission. Right. It's this confusion that has a, that's abound throughout Mm -hmm. every single facet of our life. And, And guys, you are listening to nurses out loud um, I'm nurse Jody O'Malley and I have with me here a federal nurse or federal bleh, fellow whistleblower, April Moss. And, and we're discussing taking the rainbow back. Um, we will go to a break now, but I want to encourage you guys to share this program and to like, and subscribe. Uh, America out loud has a talk radio app that you can listen to 24 seven news uncensored. And uh, the link will be in the bio. We'll be right back. It's time in this The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Out loud. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime 
and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back. Thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, this is this is a very heavy topic, um, you know, about what's happening in our society with the confusion. Uh, people just don't can't find their voice. They struggle to find their voice and 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 have courage in speaking it. You know, so many people um, have reached out to me and and talked to me about wanting to get closer to God and wanting to live in the Lord's will for their life. And, you know, I, I am actually creating a membership that is going to address what I call the three C's, confidence, courage, and calling. And I am in the process of creating um, a founding member launch. So please go to jodyomalleyrn.com and um, and hit subscribe. So you will be one of the first people to know to get in at the founding member price. Um, we are going to create this together, guys. I'm going to you know, open it up for a week or two, and then I'm closing it out. And we are going to be working very closely together behind the scenes before I release it um, to the public in the fall. Um, you know, April, I, I'd like to give some encouragement to people and maybe help them define what that actually means to live in the Lord's will. You know, what you and I both did, we know how rare it is. It's extremely rare to risk our paycheck and our livelihood, and our family, and our friends to do what is right. Um, can you talk to talk to our listeners who are out there struggling to know what that means to live in in God's will and and to be able to follow it? Like, how did you how did you do what you did, April? Um, great question, Jody. And I think it just speaks to having that intentional time with the Lord. Um, and not that you're just going through the motions and showing up to church on Sunday, but that, you know, the Lord has been invited into your life uh, every moment of every day. And just for me and my walk with the Lord, I, I got saved when I was in my early 20s. My oldest children were just infants. And I'm so grateful that I did uh, come to know the Lord in a more intimate way through that experience um, because it really shaped the kind of parent that I became and the children that I raised. Um, and so in order to have that courage to go onto live TV and, and basically out my station for propaganda and discrimination with their COVID policies, uh, I needed to hear a firm word from the Lord. I needed to know that he was going to be with me because I didn't know what was going to happen after that. Um, I had no idea what our financial, our financials were going to look like. Um, I, you know, we had four children that were still very actively raising. And so it was a very real fear of mine that, um, once I do this, you know, I, I might possibly be 
saying goodbye to me, being able to make a living ever again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so the Lord just, you know, we, we, we talk back and forth with each other. I I read his word as much as I can um, and try to listen to godly pastors and uh, great prophets um, as well to get encouragement. And so I had a series of prayers that I prayed to the Lord asking for wisdom, discernment, clarity, and he delivered, uh, and he gave me firm, uh, I would say confirmations that I was doing the right thing and that he was with me. And so I didn't know the full story, but I just knew I needed to take that step because uh, this is something that you and I both felt as being insiders in our workplaces, seeing corruption, knowing that the truth was not getting out to the people. And there was a such a fire within me to be able to make that right. There was no, it wasn't really, there was no going back, Jody. Yeah. I just kept asking the Lord, what, what, tell me what to do. How, what should I do, Lord? Um, and you know, if you, if you are really honestly pursuing the Lord and asking for his guidance and direction, he's so faithful and he's so true. And it doesn't mean that there's not going to be hard times, but it does take the fear away when you have that confirmation that the Lord is with you and he can confirm in so many different ways. I mean, for me, it was, Um, I listened to a sermon, which just so happened to talk about a prophetic dream that that prophet had received. And when I heard the dream, I started weeping and crying and I knew, and I felt the Holy Spirit's tangible presence on me. I knew that that dream was for me. And then just to be extra sure, a couple hours later, I saw somebody in the gym where I was working out that day who had on the lion's not sheep shirt which confirmed it was exactly what the dream spoke about. Uh, And then several hours after that, I got the call from James O'Keefe of Project Veritas at the time saying, you know, we we did decide to go forward with your story, April. And so then I knew, right? I knew because all God requires of us is to be obedient. And um, then he can handle the rest. Whenever we're up against something hard and difficult, and we can't figure it out on our own, all the Lord is requiring of us is just to be available to him and allow him to take that. Because remember the, the, the word says, you know, that Jesus's yoke is easy and his burden is light. Mm -hmm. And so if we have a heavy burden on us and we're concerned about something, that's not something for us to have to carry on our own. The Lord wants to do that with us. We have to allow him to do that. And that, that takes surrendering, right? Surrendering what we want, what our will is, and just saying, Lord, I'm, I'm going to be a willing vessel for you to do your will. So that's, that's really, um, what kind of really how I've lived ever since I was saved 20 years ago. And it's honestly, Jody, here's another thing. A lot of people will say, wow, how did you get the courage to, you know, to do what you did to, to be a whistleblower and, um, 
both for your story and mine, we were going against the grain. There was not a lot of evidence coming out at all at the time when we blew our whistles against our prospective employers. There, there wasn't a lot of evidence uh, anywhere else that, for example, people didn't realize that there was propaganda in the media, not to the extent that they do today. Right. People didn't didn't know, but they didn't know that uh, the injections, the experimental injection were causing myocarditis and heart issues. That's right. They needed that video from you that proved that uh, people were dying and that there was nothing good in that vaccine. Mm-hmm. right? That, that, uh, bioweapon. Right. And so, so what we did was very courageous, but that's not the first time I ever made a hard decision where I had to go against the grain. I mean, I remember all the way back to even just the fact of getting saved when I had this, I had a real experience with Jesus, a tangible experience where I knew that I knew that I knew that I had a home in heaven. And I knew he was real. There's nothing that anyone could do to convince me otherwise. Um, and, and I have had encounters with Jesus where I haven't seen his face, but he's been with me and we've held hands and we've walked and talked and nobody can take that from me. And no one can say that that didn't happen. Um, and so when you know that, you know, something you're willing to stand on that and, uh, you know, the, the hard decisions I had to make was facing a family who didn't understand why all of a sudden I was a changed person after accepting Christ. They didn't understand why I didn't want to have, you know, my kids believe in Santa Claus anymore. And I, I, you know, I really took this route that to some people seemed extreme or radical, but I just wanted to be so pure before the Lord. And I didn't want to have any other idols in my life I only wanted to have Jesus. And I certainly didn't want to set up idols for my children either. So, I mean, I had to face family members thinking I was crazy and I was a little too extreme. Um, Then years later, uh, my husband and I felt called to homeschooling. And so that was not popular at the time. We're talking about 2009, 2010, well before COVID, um, the Lord clearly told me, you know, that this is the direction he wants for our family. And you know what? It cost us a lot. It cost us a lot to make that decision. I, we didn't have much money. Uh, I felt like we were always, um, between a rock and a hard place. I had all, all boys, which anybody listening who is a mother of, of boys and girls, you know, boys and girls learn at different (laughs) capacities and they learn at different rates And, you know, I had two rambunctious, uh, twin five-year-olds who the last thing they wanted to do was sit and read books. They wanted to be jumping on the trampoline and doing handstands and running around the house. And so, um, I was used to doing the unpopular thing and the hard thing. So when it came time for the Lord to use me in this way, to call out, propaganda within the media, it was still a hard decision, but I was so used to doing those little hard things along the way and, and really never going with the flow of what everybody else was doing when everyone else was still, um, living it up, being bachelors or, or getting their first jobs out of college, making good money, buying homes. Uh, my husband and I, you know, 
uh, were newlyweds with, with newborn twins and then another little one on the way, all blessings, but we were never in the phase of life of doing what everybody else our age was doing. And so I think that was another piece that I don't want to overlook is that, um, the Lord, you know, if you're close with him, he's going to guide you and order your footsteps, but you have to give him that time. You have to really seek him, be intentional about your time with him. And he absolutely is faithful to answer you for, for whatever questions you have. Yeah, that's right. I I tell people that all the time you hit on a couple of things that I, that I say continuously, and that is number one, submitting, right. And, and we have to submit to his will and not our own. You know, Jesus did that in the garden of Gethsemane when he said, take this cup from me, father, but if not, like your will be done. And, you know, even in the prayer that we're supposed to pray the Lord's prayer, you know, um, you know, your will be done on earth mm-hmm. as it is in heaven, where, where there's nowhere in the Bible that says to live in our will, right? And, yes. and we we have to be born again of spirit. And, and when we are, that means that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And that is the, the power that we use to guide our steps. And so I also like to tell people that when the Holy Spirit dwells in you, um, and you are saved and you are born again, right? You, you're born yes. a spirit and not a flesh, then you should be expecting the Lord to show up, mm-hmm. right? And you should ex- be expecting him to show you what your next steps are going to be. And, and I talk about this all the time. It's like, thank God that I, I did submit to his will because when, when you're submitting to his will and you are saying, okay, Lord, use me, you use me and you show me what, how you want this to happen. Um, and what you want me to do, it takes the onus off of you, right? Yes. You know, it so and, does. And, yeah. You don't have to worry about where you're, where you're going to get food from. You don't have to worry about, you know, your next paycheck. You don't have to worry about those friends that are going to leave because the, those people are, are just going to get out of your life. And that's not saying that the enemy doesn't come in and attack, you know, Mm-hmm. because it does it 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 does you know you and i talk about there being so many valleys that we have to go through yes but the peaks are so high when you just know that the lord is, is there you know and yes. it's like okay you know it's just like you know the senate hearing that i was supposed to be an expert um an an expert um, to testify on the the handling of COVID here in Arizona um, last week. Mm-hmm. I I that was I I was like yes thank you finally Lord mm-hmm. like I I have this platform that can go out to the masses, but the spirit of it all changed and I won't get into that. But the spirit of it all changed and all of a sudden me and you know my the the other experts that that bowed out. You know, mm-hmm. we were all like, there's something doesn't feel right. And and yeah. we don't know exactly what that is, but the Lord is just, you know, th- that it's a heaviness, right? It's this heaviness that you just can't shake. And I, of course, had a lot of people coming to me and saying, no, Jody, people need to hear your story. 
You mm-hmm. will have your testimony on record. It will go down in history. You will reach more people to, to read your book. And it's like, while all of those were true, when I sat there and actually prayed on it and, and sat there with it in silence, it was like, it was all me, 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 what mm-hmm. I can do, what, what my story is going to do. But that's not the Lord's purpose, right? Right. And, and so that's where I like to tell people very easily, that's how you separate it. You know, um, how do you discern what what's of um what's of God and what's of evil? You know, you it it, it will always come you have to be, yeah, to to you or ego, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, long story short, what wound up happening is I uh, teamed up with this photographer, uh, video documentary maker that wanted to interview me. And I said, well, I have Thursday free now. And guess what? The other experts, um, they're free too. So we're in the desert in 110 degree heat out there for a few hours recording when all of a sudden this man comes and sits at the table like he belonged there. Well, I realized he did belong there. The Lord brought him there. And when I found out that he was he was intrigued by hearing my my interview and he said, I am fourth generation tribal council member. Your story needs to get out. We are meeting tomorrow at our annual like, conference, and there's all of these big names there from all over the country. Um, I need your books, and I need to give it to them. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Finally, after three years, it feels like I'm going to penetrate this Native American community that so desperately needs to have um, you know, the alternative side to the truth, right? Or the truth. They need to understand what they are agreeing to so they can have autonomy and they can have informed consent instead of just getting government messaging shoved down their throats. I mean, April, they are still masking kids on the reservation. I know it's terrible. It's terrible. And it's, it's such a divine appointment and, and really, uh, trusting the Lord's timing, right? With all of that, because it was clearly the Lord's timing, uh, a perfect divine appointment for him to have sat down next to you and overheard your conversation. And now the doors are opened, mm-hmm. right? And now you didn't have to do open. anything. You you were just sitting there doing what you do best, which is yeah. sharing your story and trying to give people truth. And right. the Lord arranged all that for you. All of it. And, and also too, after we made the decision to, um, or after I made the decision to walk away from this and, and tell him just that I I was like, listen, you know, hearing that you took a change of direction and not knowing what that change of direction is, um, as a whistleblower, like I don't deal with politics, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. political and I'm not playing a game you know, that I don't know what the change of direction is going, you know, as far as I was concerned, this whole event was going to be completely different. And when I realized it wasn't different and the only thing that was, you know, really making me question if I should move forward with it was me, 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 my book, my story, right? you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, you know, because once you start walking with the spirit, 
and and you are allowing that light from within to shine out there, you are you want to be even more diligent in discerning and being sensitive to the leading of the spirit because where we're at in this world, um, we we absolutely do not want to veer off of his path for us. Right. Absolutely not. I mean, and that's and that's the thing is that um that's why we stay in God's word. That's why we do our Bible studies. That's why we continue. I mean, really, in, in this day and age, the topics that you and I both cover, um, you know, both on my show and the topics that you cover, it is so against the grain all the time and against the official narrative that we're always up against uh opposition. And we have to be connected with the Lord. Right. And and we have to allow the Lord to remove people from our life, you know, and very, and to bring the other ones in, you know, I've also talked about like, it's time to gather the lions, you know, we, we have got to, you know, reach the people that are out there that are being called to his purpose and encourage them to come to come in, like the remnant is gathering. I say that all the time. And, you know, that's the purpose of the membership community because, you know, certainly I can, you know, really focus my time on big ticket items, like, you know, doing one-on-one, you know, um, coaching with people. Uh, But I, I'm like, no, the Lord wants me to make this affordable for anyone. Right. And, you know, and also to provide me with an income because I lost my income, you know, in December. And it's like, I have no income coming in, but again, I am not going to, you know, it's like every month since then, April, you know, it's like, here's some money, here's some money. Oh, you're, you're able to use your liability insurance and get back some, you know, of your, um, a lawyer's fees. Oh, praise God. That got me through a couple months. Right. Another, you know, somebody needed help, you know, that got me through it. It's like, I I'm just not, we, we have to live in abundance and, yes. and, and not, you know, be scared at saying things that people don't like, kind of like taking the rainbow back guys, we have got to step up and shine our light into the world and let people know that we see them. We see evil. I mean, there's nothing yeah. powering than calling out evil when you see it, knowing that no matter what happens to you, this world is in our home. Well, and not only that, but I mean, look at look at the amazing things that have happened uh, to protect the innocence of children through brave people that have said, not on my watch, I'm not going to allow this to happen in my town or, you know, my library, my kid's school. We've seen, you know, these pride events be canceled. We've seen drag queen events be canceled. Mm-hmm. We've seen Target move the transgender satanic uh, apparel back to the back of the store um, in the Southern states. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, I would like to see it just completely be removed from the shelves altogether. I, that's crazy to me that they're going to still even partner with something that is going to be so in your face, um, blatantly supporting Satan. Um, but again, Christians, you know, on the whole target issue, Christians 
most of them began boycotting Target. What was it? Five, seven years ago, probably longer now when they started allowing men into the women's restrooms. Mm -hmm. Right. And what do we see every time? Go woke, go broke. Bud Light, you know, really uh, took a huge hit for having Dylan Mulvaney on their commercials and their ads. Um, And that's because we're saying enough is enough Mm -hmm. and we're not going to take it. That's right. And, you know, uh, to close this, to close this out, um, this is a great discussion. I, uh, I want to let people know, you know, when we talk about being led and being saved and being born again, you know, what does that actually mean? What do you, what can you do right now in order to tell God that, Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready for you to lead me. I want you to lead me. I want to walk in your will and not my own, you know, for, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, right. You know, we, we need to walk in that, in that promise. And, you know, that is confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord and personal savior, right. You just Mm -hmm. have to have the, the faith of a mustard seed, super, super, super small, just a little bit. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you have to be a hundred percent. That just means that you a little bit believe that he was here, died on the cross for our sins, was resurrected again, sits at the right hand of the father and he's coming back. And then yeah. also to confess of your sins to him, not to a priest, not to your pastor, but directly to him. And, and, you know, so it's, you know, confessing of your sins, you know, calling out that, you know, he is Lord and personal savior with your mouth to him and, and following in, you know, and then asking to receive the Holy spirit. You know, they also talk about water baptism and and stuff, but like, let's, let's start there. (laughs) Yeah. You know. So so you know it's interesting too. Um and how much time do we have left? We have about 2 2 minutes. <laughs> you know, I want to I want to just say in closing that um you know after I got saved in my 20s and I was raised Lutheran, I mean I had gotten christened as a baby, but uh, when I knew that I knew that I had a personal relationship with Jesus and and had a really profound moment with him, I my heart yearned to just be obedient to him. And it was such a joy to get water baptized and be fully immersed in in the water. And it, it was such an incredible experience um, for me that I just encourage anybody who's maybe hasn't made that step yet. Um it's such a special moment between you and the Lord. Um, that's just incredible. I encourage everyone, you know, if they haven't had a chance to get water baptized and you really want to make a public statement and profession of your faith in the Lord, you know, that it's just a great thing to do and participate in. Yeah, it is. And I'll tell you, even for me, um, probably a year ago, I remember, you know, taking a bath and in the bath would just, it, it was so good. Like, I just, it's like, this is the best bath I have ever taken before. And it just came over me. And I thought, have I been baptized? I think I have, but I don't really remember it because I was saved as a little girl, like very, very small. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and have, you know, re, 
claimed my relationship with the Lord many times over the the past, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it's not just like a one and done type thing. You know, we are sinners and we know that, but I was in the bathtub and I just felt it come over me. Like, I just want to immerse myself. And I went under and, you know, and I was like, okay, Lord, I would, that, that, that's my, uh, baptism, right? I did it. Okay. That's beautiful. I mean, it doesn't have to be exactly right. It doesn't have to be traditionally the way you're thinking. I mean, it's a personal intimate moment between you and the Lord. It's a really beautiful thing. It is. It is guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I would love to hear what you, what you think about this episode, reach out to me, um, and, and send me an email and, and let me know what you want to hear more of what you liked about the show, what you didn't like about the show. Mm-hmm. And, um, April, you want to lead us out in prayer for those that, you know, may, you know, feel a calling right now that they do want to get closer to God. Yes. I'd love to father God. Thank you so much for each and every person listening today. We just ask for your blessings, uh, your, your spirit, your protection to cover everyone. And Father, each one is so special and precious to you. I pray that you would stir within their hearts, Lord, a fresh desire to serve you and also give them clarity and wisdom. Give them clarity to hear you when you speak to them and help them, Lord, to hear your voice more clearly and that they would be obedient to your promptings. Father, you don't push yourself on anyone. You're a gentleman and you give gentle nudgings. And so Lord, help us to all be more aware of your gentle nudgings and to trust Lord God, your leadings and your promptings that the Holy Spirit gives to us. Lord, I pray for Jody. I pray Lord God for this show. I ask God that you would just continue to walk alongside her as she continues to follow you each day. Lord, your word says that we do not need to worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough worries of its own. So Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the air in our lungs and the ability to be able to speak and to to talk about you and speak truth. Pray that you would bless this program and bless the families of all who are listening. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's time and this is-